Welcome to the Hidden Voice Podcast with me, your host, Samala Bygraves. This is a podcast for women who are desiring an exploration into shadow work. It is for those who are ready to uncover the wisdom that lives within our deepest fears and the liberation on the other side of transforming the shame and guilt that shrouds our past experiences. Join me and astrologer Danielle every fortnight as we shed light on the hidden parts of ourselves and society that have been kept in the shadows. This is a space for raw conversation, rebirth and transformation. This is where we uncover our hidden voice. Welcome to today's episode of the Hidden Voice Podcast. Today, we are going to be speaking about claiming the wild woman archetype within ourselves. As always, we are going to hear from Danielle. She's going to give us the story of Circe, the original wild woman. And then I'm going to share my personal story of beginning to claim the wild woman and the other feminine archetypes within myself. I really hope that this episode gives you some food for thought and perhaps sends you on a journey of beginning to unearth and reclaim the wild woman within you. Before we get into the episode, I would also like to let you know that I have entered into a new phase of my own life in terms of how I am showing up in the world. So as some of you may know, I am and have been studying human design since 2020. I am a splenic manifester in human design and I absolutely love creating resources. I love learning. I am obsessed with anything to do with hormones, the menstrual cycle, the moon cycle, you know, personal development, all of those things absolutely light me up and obviously human design itself. So you can now access my resources, all of my resources that I've created. You can access all of those resources for free. So the only way that I'm currently working with clients is for one-to-one human design facilitation sessions. And this also includes diving into shadow work because we can really have a good understanding of the shadow and the not self when we view this through the lens of human design. So you can now access all of my resources and I have my own human design chart software in my site as well. So you can also run your own human design chart for free to really understand who you came here to be and really begin to unearth your own authenticity and begin your own journey of self-discovery. And human design has definitely played a very huge part in connecting to my intuition, understanding the way that my body wants to let me know when something is correct for me and when something is not correct for me. So all of the information on heading to my website and the free chart software will be in the show notes. (laughs) And of course, if you have any questions, you can get in touch. And if you have any questions for Danielle, you can also get in touch. Um, So I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you on the other side. In today's session, I'm going to talk about Susie. Now, Susie was a powerful sorceress variously described as a goddess, a nymph or a witch in Greek myth and legend. And there are several different ancient sources for Circe's story. Homer's Odyssey is a great place to start. By most accounts, Circe was the daughter of Helios, the titan god of the sun, and Perse, the Oceanid. Other accounts make her the daughter of Hecate, the goddess of witchcraft herself. 
Nastasi was renowned for her vast knowledge of potions, magic potions and herbs. And through the use of these magical potions and a wand, a chalice, a loom and a blade, she transformed her enemies or those who offended her into animals. In a memorable scene, famously rendered in a painting by John William Waterhouse, Circe poisoned the water in a fit of jealousy where Scylla, a nymph, would bathe, transforming Scylla into a terrible monster with dog heads growing from her waist. Circe was upset, basically, because the man she fancied and whom she had made immortal, Glaucus, had fallen for Scylla. Ovid, the Roman poet, told a slightly different version of the story, whereby Glaucus asked Circe for a love potion to win Scylla's affection, sparking the envy of Circe. The end result was, however, the same, and this monster would later feature in the Odyssey, and Scylla was said to have devoured six sailors. So Circe was eventually vanquished to Aeaea, a deserted island, by her Booth family, and it is there that she chose to teach herself the powers of the natural medicine of animals and plants. So Circe is the original Pharmaca, a wild woman who heals with these energies. Alone, abandoned, and with problems all around, Circe could have chosen to meekly go about her business. However, she instead became a woman isolated by, but not ashamed of, her powers. When her island was threatened by vicious men, she used her medicine to reveal their pussy natures. She turned them into swine. Circe teaches us that we must rely upon ourselves, using our own knowledge and intuition to conquer both our circumstances and our foes. She also calls us back to the natural medicine of this planet and away from the charms of false society. Circe knew that witchcraft was her medicine. Like Persephone, she leaned into her isolation and used it to grow strong. She took advantage of her isolation to develop her full capabilities. I personally read the book Circe by Madeline Miller during COVID isolation. And it was then that I really started to cultivate a deeper understanding of myself in order to survive. Call this what you will, but to me it felt like spiritual medicine, connecting to the Divine Mother for resilience and for support. Then I really filled in the blanks on Susie's childhood by painting a rather dismal picture of a mother wound and an absent father. She was a disappointment to them, and they also feared her. Circe knew the grief of loss and abandonment. She also knew what it meant to desire what no longer existed. Circe is a powerful teacher for those of us who are dealing with clinging to the past. In astrology, the asteroid Circe is number 34. Circe will show you where in your chart you will find your inner witch and where you are being called to speak your truth or to stand firm in your truth. It may also show where you feel isolated. Now, this type of isolation can be from the outer world or self-imposed. It also represents seduction and bewitchment, the ways others can transform us against our will. 
and its placement can offer insights into how to overcome obstacles. Circe grappled with loneliness, isolation, and with rejection, and she found her strength through weakness. She was skilled in change and in revealing things exactly as they were and accepting the inevitable. She was maiden and mother. She was wise and innocent. We can learn much about our own shadow selves by contemplating Circe's story. It has been argued that within ancient literature, women who lived outside of whatever was deemed normal or feminine were portrayed as monstrous, their traits amplified within Greek mythology. Today, Circe is one of the most popular figures from the realms of witchcraft and Greek mythology. Her character appears in TV series, movies, games, in books, including being portrayed as the enemy of Wonder Woman within the DC universe. These days, Circe is the symbol of female power for women. Regardless of how she is interpreted, she is still one of the most magnetic women from ancient Greek myth. She was reviled as an evil enchantress in art and literature for centuries, although this began to change around the beginning of the 20th century. Circe's journey through the centuries reflects that of women, especially those who are rebellious non-conformists. In other words, what the world has often labelled as witch. The original witch's true self was only fully revealed after triumph over trauma. The witch phase is a time of personal growth when we successfully defeat our wounds and reclaim our innate wildness. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Hidden Voice podcast. In today's episode, I am going to be speaking to my own experience of embodying my inner wild woman. As we have just heard from Danielle, we all have our own inner mother archetype and we also have our own inner wild woman. And it is the claiming of our inner wild woman that we can really begin to connect to the wilder, more natural parts of ourselves that live within our own psyche. So we're really looking to this story of Circe as a way of understanding just how we can begin to unearth our own power by becoming to rely upon ourselves and our own intuition in order to conquer our challenges, to move through, you know, struggle and to really connect back to our own self and to really see that we can actually find our gifts in what may seem as weaknesses, but they aren't truly weaknesses. It's just that we are perceiving them as so And this is really an episode that is speaking to my own experience of releasing the past and really connecting to my own self to find my inner witch, to stand in my truth, to speak my truth, and to really begin to learn that I have all of the knowledge and wisdom within me to know how to overcome and to move through my own life. And, you know, over the last three years, I have certainly been cultivating and connecting to this part of myself. And I'm certainly now, you know, really moving into, I suppose, being a woman who is living outside of what is deemed as being normal. And, you know, there is a degree of 
when that happens, when we're no longer living inside the good girl conditioning, we can feel that we are the opposite of that, that somehow we are bad, that we are monstrous, that we are you know, troublemakers, you know, all the different things that we can feel ashamed for or guilty for. But I'm certainly in a phase of my life where I am really beginning to bring all of these parts of myself together and really embodying all of the the archetypes of the female. So the maiden, the mother, the wild woman and the crone. And I certainly went through a phase where I only wanted to be the maiden. I didn't want to be the mother. I didn't want to be the wild woman. I did not want to be the crone. I only wanted to be in my maiden phase. And I've really been stepping into my own sort of mother, wild woman power in the last probably three to five months. And, you know, I've really seen how my life has begun to transform as I really move through the world in a much more embodied and centered place and really accepting that I can be all things. But again, it's not, it's, it can be very challenging because, you know, we, we're all grown up, you know, believing that to be a woman is to be soft and to be yielding and to be good. Whereas that's not true. And it is through the stories of um, these women, such as Cersei, that we can see that there is, you know, deep power in returning to self, in going into a space of isolation or kind of leaving the society that we might be in in order to uncover our own wisdom, our own power, and ultimately our own self. So this episode, I'm going to speak about my own experience of claiming my inner wild woman. I'm going to speak about a certain aspect of the book that I wrote last year, which I published this year, Spiral, which is a memoir of healing um, complex trauma and really unearthing the gifts within that and seeing just how much wisdom and power there was in actually healing and really shifting my own personal narrative. Um, so I'm going to share a little bit from one of the chapters and just really wanting to discuss and open up a space for discussion around claiming these otherwise hidden parts of ourselves. Obviously, this is what this podcast is all about and it is very fascinating to me and there are lots of women who are starting to talk about this that you know women are you know very much loved and revered until they get to sort of the wild woman phase which is typically when we start to go through perimenopause and then obviously when we go into our crone phase you know what is the point of us? You know, we can no longer you know birth children etc cetera, etc. Cetera. What is our use? And I think that you know, we really have a ways to go when it comes to really understanding just how important these phases of a woman's life are and that each phase has its own place, its own gift, its own power. And each woman will move through that and express that in her own unique way. So, you know, obviously I can't speak about being in my crone phase, but, you know, I am definitely between the mother and the wild woman phase. And I'm definitely connecting to my inner wild woman. I absolutely adore the second phase now of my cycle when I move into the luteal phase and into my bleed, it's an incredibly powerful and potent time. And I really use that time to connect to, you know, those internal archetypes and, and really allow them to come through and to really feel into my intuition and what, you know, that part of me wants to say, wants to speak to, wants to address. So yeah, so this episode, so we're going to dig in to kind of my own personal story and um, I'm going to just I guess, give you some food for thought about, you know, thinking about 
where maybe you might be able to create some space in your life to begin claiming these parts of yourself. So there's a really amazing quote by Clarissa Pinkola Estes, which is the wild woman archetype is about claiming and reclaiming power, authenticity, voice, and action in daily life. The wild woman uses intuition and inner knowing as guides throughout the cycles of life. So six years ago, so I was just entering into my Saturn return. I was about 29. I was stood in water stones and I was five months pregnant with my daughter, Rose, who is nearly six. And as I stood there, I just felt this incredibly deep ache, like a well of an ache within my heart, within my soul. And I was just searching. I was just stood there and I was like, I need something. I need something that is going to tell me what can I do to fill the void, to fill the ache that exists within my body right now. And you would think that because I was pregnant that I would have felt, you know, very full. But in fact, I felt quite the opposite. I felt that I was really searching and that I was really wanting to find something And at the time, I didn't realize that what I was actually searching for was myself, was to connect back to myself, to connect to my inner voice. And that actually that feeling was a sign from my intuition, a sign from my, you know, from the unconscious part of me, you know, reaching out and asking for me to really look to where I didn't want to look. So as I drifted around, you know, touching the books with my hands, as I do, I came across a book with a wolf running across the front cover and in red ink, it said, Women Who Run With Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. And I just had this internal, pick it up, like a little voice inside me said, pick it up. Without flipping through the pages, I took her to the counter and paid. And later when I got home and lay on the bed, feeling my daughter as she squirmed in my belly, I flipped the first page and began to read. Within seconds, I put it down. The ache, which has been had been a dull flame in my chest, flared into this huge fire, which what felt like incredibly spontaneously, and tears began to prick my eyes. So I closed the book, I slid it underneath the bed and did not pick it up until I was 32 and in the middle of a deep rock bottom and the first layer of my psychological awakening. What I had read in those first few pages had poked a wound deep and cavernous and I was not ready to face myself. I was incredibly, incredibly uncomfortable by what the words were saying, by how I felt, and I was not ready to pull back the veil and claim any part of myself, let alone my inner wild woman. And so I put the book away and completely forgot about it. So fast forward to 2020, I'm now four months postpartum with my daughter Iris. So I've had another baby in the meantime, and I was unraveling at an alarming rate. So my book is all about 2020 and basically how I got to a point where I essentially considered ending my life. And that was the the beginning of me uncovering years of buried complex trauma, you know, just literally like everything that had been buried under the rug that I'd forgotten about, that I'd buried away deep in my subconscious, just all came forward. But as I entered into my own version of isolation, which was the pandemic, which was, you know, no longer being able to go to work, you know, my business pretty much ended overnight, you know, from halving the amount that I was working. I was at home, you know, with the kids. And just like for Cersei, I found myself 
in amongst all of my own self-made challenges and barriers. But for the first time, I was actually able to retreat into myself, into my own island and begin to uncover the magic that lay buried within me. And as the months went on, I pulled more and more of myself out of the dark. So in my book, there's a chapter called Sifting Through dead bodies. And in this chapter, so I'm going to read an excerpt now, but I'm really speaking to just how being so stuck in the good girl conditioning in the maiden archetype, the light side of the maiden archetype was actually fueling the other side. So I was deeply angry deeply full of rage and fury because I was only ever expressing myself through one lens, through one, you know, in one way. So I'm just going to read an excerpt from my book Spiral, which is chapter it's chapter 15 and it's called Sifting Through Dead Bodies. So these were the realizations that began to come to me as I began my journey of, you know, therapy and you know, diving into really understanding and seeing myself more than who I thought that I was through my, purely through my conscious, through my conscious mind. Being good was destroying me because in the being good, I rejected any aspect of myself that did not fit into that category. I wanted only the light, but the light cannot illuminate without darkness. I adopted ideas about myself collected identities, and did everything to be a version of myself that other people would love and accept. But eventually, the parts that were rooted in the truth of me rose, and they spoke with such rage and anger. They had in them the fiery potential to burn everything to the ground. I was continually running from the not good parts of myself, but everywhere I went, there they were. Not only in myself, but mirrored back by everyone around me. Choosing to let go and create a boundary between me and my mother was not the solution, but it was part of the transformation. Forgetting about the other things that had happened to me and moving on was not going to eradicate the pain that still existed within and the stories I continued to spin about myself. It was my responsibility to dismantle the web once and for all. So after I began my journey with a therapist, I actually ended up working with a Reiki healer. And that was the first time I really experienced my own, my own self, my own energy body, you know, the formless part of me in a very different way. And I began to sense or feel that I had this very strong intuition and that my my instincts were very, very strong. And as the trauma and as the memories from my past began to surface, it was like the intense suffering actually created the catalyst for my emergence. So the thick cocoon that my mind had constructed got me to the point where I had no choice but to actually shatter, you know, shatter the chrysalis. So curiosity began to overtake any fear. So in this isolation, you know, during this pandemic, while, you know, the pandemic was raging on around me, I was on this journey like inside and I was not afraid to face myself and not unlike Bluebeard's wife, who when her husband departed for a time was given the keys for every door in the house, 
and went to went into the only forbidden room against his orders. And in that room, she found the cadavers of her hopes, dreams, and the exiled parts of herself piled on top of one another. He had promised her a life of joy and happiness so long as she never faced her truth. And of course, on his return, he was not pleased and she had to fight for her newfound sense of awareness. So, and my man, out of protection, like Bluebeard, had forbidden me to see my own truth. You know, I'd forbidden myself to truly see all of the aspects, who I was beyond the good girl conditioning, beyond the good mother, beyond the good, you know, partner, wife, whatever. But when the tiny cracks had appeared, my own curiosity had grown with incredible strength. And I began to wade and sift through all of the dead bodies. And I had no choice but to bring everything out of the basement and to shine awareness on every shadow, every crevice, and to bring all of me back into conscious awareness. And the last, especially eight months, has been a process of truly bringing and marrying the light and the dark and bringing them together and seeing that, you know, we are all things, we are all parts and that it is truly our connection to self and our connection to our own intuition that gives us our power, that gives us our ability to move through life in a way that is in congruency with our authenticity versus I should be this, I should do that, I should think this, I need to do that because that's what they're expecting of me. And it's really challenging because, you know, when we have been conditioned from before we were even born to be a certain way, you know, it's really, really challenging to really begin to let go of needing to please everybody else. So the wisdom I feel in accessing your own inner wild woman is, you know, she is not afraid to say no. She is not afraid to let go of something. She is not afraid to go off into the wilderness and be by herself and connect to herself and be with nature and to heal herself and to take radical responsibility for who she is. And, you know, the mother, you know, last night I did a dark moon ceremony and really honoured Gaia in her dark moon, in her dark goddess archetype. You know, Mother Earth, Mother Nature, she will bring to us the most gorgeous of summer days, the most beautiful flowers, the most luscious fruits, but she also brings the tidal waves and she also brings the tsunamis and she brings the storms and she brings the lightning. So she is not just sunshine, she is both. And I think when we begin to see that we are all things is when we really have the capacity to experience life like in full color without wandering around half or a quarter or one, you know, a tiny slither of a version of ourselves. So, you know, I really encourage you to, you know, excavate your own inner wild woman. You know, how do you feel about that wilder aspect of yourself? How do you feel about truly embodying the strong mother archetype? You know, the 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 mother who is who is tender and is who and who is caring, but will also set firm boundaries and say, no, like that's not okay. That's not okay, not in my house, you know, whatever it is that she needs to do to be loving, but also to be firm and to be in her own power and to prioritize herself. You know, and this is what we're, you know, as I'm recording this, it's a Taurus new moon. 
This new moon is all about connecting back to your own self, your own values, you know, self-care, connecting back to the earth. You know, this is this is earth, this is nature, this is really being rooted in our bodies. And this is the power, especially as cyclical beings, this is why our menstrual cycles are so deeply potent because we have the ability to move through each phase, the maiden, the mother, the wild woman, and the crone every month. And we get to tap into those inner archetypes and express that aspect of ourselves to its fullest potential to truly, to truly create, to birth, to destroy, and to cultivate and to continue to contribute to, you know, the web of life. And that is, in my opinion, that is, you know, that is my responsibility. My responsibility is to connect to myself, to know myself, to embody all that I am, and then to bring that to the world. And that's, that's it. That's, that's all I need to do. That's when, that's my, you know, my value is being me. So where can you begin? You know, where can you begin? You know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I have no idea, how to connect to my inner world woman, let her know myself. I think, I think the first place to start is, you know, quietening down the mind so that you can begin to hear your own true intuitive voice, you know, understanding who you are and really beginning to see that you don't need to become anything, that you are already it. This is why, you know, I love you know, shadow work. And I love understanding that it is often our gifts. It's often our, you know, greatest inherent wisdoms and things that we have to offer the world that we kind of put in the shadow that we don't want to bring out because we're terrified of rejection or we're terrified of, you know, people judging us or we judge ourselves or whatever it is. So I think, you know, if you're going to begin, you know, just begin by connecting to yourself. Do you need to go away? Do you need to spend more time alone? You know, are you, are you going inward are you always outward facing? You know, how do you feel about your menstrual cycle? How do you feel about your bleed? You know, it's just all of these things. How much time do you spend in nature? You know, there's, it's just, you don't need anyone to tell you what to do. But I think there is a degree of starting with just starting to pay attention and listen to your internal world. And what is your true voice versus the voice that is, based on everybody else's ideas of who you should be. And then the next step is courage in really beginning to trust in yourself and beginning to take action. You know, if your intuition, your instincts tell you to do something, trusting that it might not make sense at the time, but it's for good reason. So, you know, and especially as women, really connecting to nature, connecting to our cycles, connecting to our our bodies, to our wombs, you know, all of these things that, you know, really hold such potent power and like an internal compass, if you like. So I implore you as you listen to this episode, I mean, if you haven't read the book, Women Who Run With Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes, I would definitely recommend reading it. I picked it up again in 2020 and it was like, I was ready. I was ready. And I read that book and I devoured it and it all made sense to me. You know, I wasn't ready in 2017. I was not ready for it, but I was definitely searching and the signs were there, but I wasn't ready to be faced with the fact that actually my own sense of purpose and connection and, and all of that was down to me to actually uncover me 
and not anybody else. And I wasn't quite ready for that for that level of self-accountability. So, you know, if you're not yet there yet, that's totally fine. But I think if you feel called to read the book, I would absolutely recommend reading it. I love the way that she explains and gives us all of these beautiful myths and stories kind of for understanding how we can really begin to see where we've given our power away, not claiming ourselves, not expressing our creativity, you know, all of those things. And, you know, all of these things have a a physical consequence. You know, I know for myself, I, you know, really struggled for a long time with, you know, menstrual pain and, you know, in my own experience through connecting back to my body, connecting to my cycle, actually really looking after myself as a cyclical being and expressing my creativity, you know, there was huge shifts within my health, huge shifts. And obviously I was also dealing with emotional trauma and releasing those emotions because trapped emotions do stay within the body. They don't just go away. So there's a lot to think about, a lot to digest, of course, and I am so grateful that you have joined me again for another episode and it feels just so good to be talking about these things and expressing these things. I wish you all the best on your journey when you when this episode lands. We will be one week after the new moon. I don't know if you are somebody who honors the cycles, but I absolutely love honoring the phases of the moon and connecting to the to the energy of the kind of the ever ever moving cycles of of life death and and rebirth so if you enjoyed this episode um, please let me know if there's any questions if you have any questions for myself or danielle all of the information of course is in the show notes so thank you so much for listening and i hope that you take something from this and begin to explore your own version of your wild woman If you're listening to this, then you've made it to the other side of the Hidden Voice podcast, and we want to thank you deeply. As some of you may know, I've birthed my first book this year, Spiral. It's my personal memoir of rebirth, reclaiming my voice and facing my shadow. Head to the show notes for how you can get your hands on a signed copy of my book. And if you would like to continue the conversation, subscribe to the show and be sure to share and review this episode.